Hello, you're listening to Fireside Football, and this is a podcast by me, your host, Joe Haverkoss, and today I'm going to be going over Borussia Dortmund and their recent victory over Bayern Munich, uh, 2-0 in the Super Cup, um, kind of going through what we saw in that game, and is that maybe hopefully a sign of things to come. So first impressions, I gotta say, I think Omir Toprak really impressed, um, I think considering the fact that we we all assumed that it would be a Hummels-Akanji partnership in the back line, uh, unfortunately, Mats Hummels came down with a, a last-minute knock and wasn't able to play um, and Signali Dunipak in the Super Cup against his former team, Bayern Munich, uh, former team times two now. He's now uh, left Bayern to go to Dortmund and then left Dortmund to go to Bayern and now left Bayern again to come back to Dortmund. Uh, so very interesting, but Omer Toprex uh, slotted in and, um, you know, really just came alive uh, throughout the game, took his opportunity, showed his worth, and really put uh, Robert Lewandowski in his pocket uh, and really commanded the game. There were a few nervy moments, uh, just not necessarily by Toprex, but through the defense in itself where the the last uh, cl- um, almost goal line clearance um, – by Marvin Hitz that uh, Manuel Akanji stopped uh, with his last second kind of like foot uh, trap, which was very interesting. Um, followed by, of course, the two-footed uh, tackle by Robert Lewandowski that somehow only managed to get a yellow card, but uh, I digress. So Omar Toprak, really impressed. Um, I was really uh, intrigued to see how he was going to be doing uh as maybe a third uh, rotation player, but he has since uh, signed a loan deal with Werder Bremen, which I think is really, really good for them. Uh, granted, I don't know a whole lot about Werder Bremen, but when you saw what he did against uh, Bayern Munich, you know, it uh, he showed his quality and um, really um, made a name for himself and hopefully he'll get a lot of playing time and uh, develop even more as a player. So the goals were by Paco Alcacer and uh, Jaden Sancho, although arguably you could say that both goals were made by Jaden Sancho. The first goal came about by Jaden Sancho coming down on the right side, um, finagling his way through three or four Bayern Munich players, nutmegging, I think it was Kimmich, um, and then slotting it uh, to uh, Paco Alcacer, who put it firmly in the bottom right corner to beat Neuer and take the advantage uh, early in the second half. Next goal came about... uh, of a fast break where Rafael Guerrero um, kind of off balance, uh, put in a, uh, a long ball behind the defense that Jaden Sancho was able to track down, got into the box, looked up, didn't really see anybody with him, and took the shot himself and megged uh, Ma- uh, Manuel Neuer to put it in uh, 2 0. So, um, really good strength for him, especially after a really, really poor well, I won't say really, really poor, but it was a, a lackluster first half. Um, there was a lot of moments where early Dortmund looked like they might take the lead, and that was mostly because of uh, Rafael Guerrero. He had one in the, within the opening minute that he had um, put a cross, or not a cross, but like a pass into Marco Royce, who put a really good shot on target and an incredible save by Manuel Neuer uh, to keep his, uh, things level early. Um, again, later on, Rafael Guerrero had a shot that was uh, really a tough save for Neuer to make, but he made it um, with that low driven ball in the bottom right corner and he was able to get a foot on it to to keep it out so really uh inspiring stuff i gotta say there was a lot of moments where Dortmund would dominate the game early and then Byron would come by it seemed like it was last ditch defending but it was really 
solid defending. I think there's only one or two moments where it will look like Byron probably should have scored or maybe could have scored. But um, Dormer just had uh, as many, if not more, chances than that. So they were able to capitalize and uh, get out of their 2 nil um, victory and get their first solar of hopefully a very successful campaign this year. Um, one of the other things I wanted to touch on was uh, the Weigel-Witzel partnership in, mid- uh, in midfield, which we usually saw as uh, um, Witzel and Delaney in midfield. Uh, in the Super Cup, Lucien Favre opted to go for the... Um, I don't really know where, where why. I think Weigel is a very, very good passer, but I feel like him and Witzel are kind of the same mold of player. Delaney is more attack-minded, and uh, Witzel is more... Um, possession and defensive first kind of thing and I think Weigel is kind of the same deal um, which is one of the reasons why I felt like he did really well and was so successful filling at center back last uh, last season but um, we saw that in the first half before um, Mahmoud Dahoud I believe it was that came in for Weigel uh, and kind of really changed things from there um, but I just thought it was a really interesting um Proposition. Maybe he was just experimenting. Lucien Favre was with the uh, the new signings, really. But I mean, in the game, we didn't really have. There weren't any new signings. I mean, Mario Guetta didn't even play. It was uh, Rafael Guerrero on the left, Jaden Sancho on the right, Royce at ten, Paco up top, and then it was basically six defenders with Feigl, Witzel, um, uh, Nico Schultz. I guess played. He he looked really impressive, actually. I gotta say, uh, coming down the left side, it was. Um, I think he's he's shown uh, to be a solution of one of the problems that Dorman had last year, not having a reliable left back where we had uh, either Akimi do it, where he's really a natural right back. Diallo play left back when he you would think of him more as a center back. Marcel Smeltzer, for whatever reason, fell off the face of the planet. So it was just really, really interesting um, that we couldn't get anything going for that. But... Uh, but yeah, so um, I think the most ideal partnership that we'll see in midfield is going to be Brandt and Witzel, uh, where Brandt will really, I think Brandt will be kind of free-flowing like how Marco Royce is, so it'll almost be like a two-number ten uh, um, right off the bat. But I think Dortmund next season we're going to look to pull off a 4-2-3-1, similar how they had this last season with Paco up top. Hopefully Rafael Guerrero on the left. I could also see Julian Brandt slotting in there nicely as well. Royce in the middle, Sancho on the right, and then Witzel, and then either Brandt or, like I said, I would like to see Delaney in there as well. I guess it would all really depend on how Rafael Guerrero goes with his contract situation. Um, I know you're really impressed in the Super Cup. Lucien Favre wants to keep him. Seems like Dortmund's really open to keeping him, but if he doesn't want to sign a new contract, they're going to sell him, which, you know, makes sense. He's a young, promising prospect, and, uh, May as well cash in on him if he, while you can if he wants to leave. So, fair play. But really hope he stays. I think he's shown a lot, especially in the past year, playing uh, more on the wings as an attacking um, winger, attacking forward, that he's got a lot of uh, a lot of quality uh, going forward. And that's just makes him so, uh, you know, useful as a utility player that you can really slot him in anywhere. Uh, I know and there was a couple of preseasons where he played right back, left back, and then, um, also pushed up to, to, to left wing. And I've also noticed that kind of same thing with Akraf Hakimi uh, that Lucien Favre has him playing more as a right winger. Uh, I think he came in as a sub for Jaden Sancho in the Super Cup, um, played right uh, right wing while um, 
Peace check was at right back, and then peace check was sub for, I believe it was Wolf, uh, Marius Wolf, and then it was more of a Hakimi right back, Wolf right, uh, right wing, but they kind of um, interchanged, and it's going to be interesting because I think whatever they, whatever Lucent Robert decides on the right side with the right back, right wing debacle, that um, it's really going to depend on who is going to be playing. Because um, I think if you have, uh, I mean, even Mateo Morey, he, I mean, I know a lot of people are excited about him. It's unfortunate that he dislocated his shoulder and couldn't play, but hopefully he gets to see more minutes as a right back because I think he really impressed. Um, Hakimi, I think he, he's got a lot of quality, but he's got some uh, mental defensive lapses that we saw last season, and I think Lucent Fab is trying to channel that uh, attacking power that he has and make out so he his first priority is attack and then defend second. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how that goes forward, but. Overall, I think it was a very, very impressive game. Uh, it really showed that Dorman, you know, doubled down on their promise that they were going to come out and challenge for the title. And what better way to do that than to beat Dortmund or to beat Bayern? Excuse me, Dortmund beat Bayern in the first game of the season, albeit uh, a somewhat kind of a still preseason friendly, I guess you could say. But um, yeah, I think it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out the season. Uh, Unfortunately, we didn't get to see Hazard or Julian Brandt play due to Knox. Same with Hummels. Uh, but I think with those three players, including Schultz as four, those four new signings, they're really going to make all the difference uh, in the world for Dortmund this season, especially when you take on to the fact that um, last season was a really young and experienced squad, and hopefully this season you build off of that and um, and really you can take, uh, take the season to new heights and achieve things that haven't been achieved uh, in, in, in a couple of years. So... Um, it's good to see the uh, ambitions change for the club. I know last season it was, you know, one of our goals, and it was, oh, you know, make champions, like make top four. Well, this season it's like, well, you know, we're, we're winning. <laughs> we're winning the league. That's where we want to be. So, um, yeah, interesting stuff. Um, also, a couple of new transfers. Uh, Max Philip has gone to Russia. Uh, Kagawa has gone to a La Liga 2 uh, team. And then top rec has gone to Verda Bremen, as I said. Uh, I believe that puts the overall senior players, not including goalkeepers, to 22, which is exactly what uh, the number that uh, the players wanted to have with Giorena getting moved down and a bunch of other players kind of moving around. Um, yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see how that kind of goes about. Uh, a couple of the names that I do want to keep my eye on for this next season – uh, that I'll mention here now is Jakob Brun Larsson. Uh, I think JBL has been really good in preseason. I think he did really well last season. I think it's just um, – I don't know what his natural position is, but I, I almost wonder if he's better off playing uh, in the midfield. Um, but I don't know. Interesting to me to see kind of how he ends up uh, playing throughout the um, throughout the season. Same with Mahmoud Dahoud. Um, it'll be interesting to see how much playing time he gets. I know he's—I think he scored the first goal of the season uh, uh, last year. I, th- I think he, I think he scored the first goal of the season. But, anyways, he 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 started off um, playing a few games in the first uh, couple games, and then kind of disappeared. We didn't really get to see him too much near the end of the season. Um, I don't know if that was he just picked up a knock or he just fell out of favor or what, but um, 
I'm interested to see what kind of impact he has. Uh, Don Axel Zagadou. Um, when Hummels was brought in, there was a lot of uh, nervous anxiety that he might leave. Uh, and thankfully, it was uh, Abdul Diallo that left. I think if you I think if you ask any Dortmund uh, fan if they'd rather have Don Axel Zagadou or Abdul Diallo, that they're going to pick Zagadou every time. But um, I guess you never know. Um, I think he's shown – I mean, what? He's only – he's still – what 19 like that's crazy like he's playing he played he got a lot of game experience last season this season i think it'll be more of a um rotational filling in for injuries kind of stint uh until he gets more experience but um but yeah it'll be interesting to see kind of how his play continues to improve uh as the season uh, unfolds um, another player that I'm really interested to see is uh, Eden Hazard's brother, Thorgan, uh, where, where he kind of slots in. Because I know he can play on the wings. He can also play up top at striker. Um, it'll be interesting to see what Lucien Faber does with him in regards to kind of what his role will be. We saw a little bit in the preseason. He was up at striker, sometimes also on the right as well. But granted, like these preseason friendlies, they're hard to really take uh, – take with a grain of salt um just because you know you got <laughs> half your starters playing in one squad and half the starters playing another and you're really it's more of an experimental kind of time period so you're not really sure what's what's real and what's not kind of thing so um interesting to see how that plays out um and then also maria Goetze, how does he fit in i know his uh, salary demands have been larger than what Borussia Dortmund would have wanted, and there's been some hesitation to decide on whether we want to re-sign him or not. Um, and it kind of really um, sees from where I'm sitting that he is a luxury that we can afford to lose. Uh, we've got Paco that can play up top. we got Bruno Larson that can play up top or in the midfield. we got Hazard that can play up top or on the wing. we got Mahmoud Dahoud. Um and when you think about it, like, he had, what, like, six goals last season and as many assists. Like, yeah, it was a really good season. It was the Mario Goetze that we saw old. But, I mean, what, it was, it was in the last year of his contract. The previous years didn't really do a whole lot for us. Granted, it was he saw, like, what, like four different coaches come through here and Lucien Fava uh, kind of picked up his, uh, uh, what do you call it, his form again. But, yeah, I, I I don't know. I think I would love to see him stay, and uh, I think it would be really bad for him to leave. So hopefully he can kind of um, figure out a, a, a middle ground with Torment so he can stay, and that would be the ideal situation to do. But I don't know. It's it's hard to judge from uh, from from this from my point of view. So um, with that, I'll go into um, what I would say is. Uh, my favorite first 11 that I would name. Um, I'm also going to do the 4-2-3-1 that uh, Dorman used last season. I think it could be interesting uh, to toy with the five of the back with Hummels, Akinji, and then say either Zagadou or, well, I would say Toprak, but he left, so um, it'll be interesting to see. I know uh, Leonardo Ballardi uh, impressed in preseason. I know that the executives at Dortmund are really impressed with his progression and improvement, so we should see how he plays in it with Zagadou. Probably part of the reason why Toprak left because they trusted Ballardi to uh, really step in if the, if the when and if the time comes. Um, 
So, yeah, 4-2-3-1, um, like I said, Berkey and goal, obviously, although Marvin Hitz, i got to say, is a really, really solid uh, backup keeper. Uh, I know people, the one, uh, he only played a handful of Bundesliga games in the one game he played. He uh, made a <laughs> kind of bad mistake that led to a draw. Um, so, it, hard to say, but... Uh, or, I mean, it's hard to hard to really judge, I guess, his character in one game, but that's what a lot of people did. I think he's a very, very good backup, and he showed that, showcased that in uh, preseason. Um, I think that's a good get. Berkey and Goldo for me. Uh, Schultz on the left. Hummels, Akinji, partnership uh, center backs. Hakimi on the right. <sighs> this one was what gave me trouble. Um, in my notes, I put down Akimi, but I also put uh, Moray when he gets healthy and peace check. Um I think Pichek will start, uh, but, I mean, what, dude's like almost 34, or is 34, almost 35. Yeah, I mean, he's gotten out there in age. It's, uh, when, when you come along to the Champions League, when we get, you know, three games in 15 days um, or less, uh, we're going to see a rotation at right back, whether it's Marius Wolf comes in for a game, if Moray's still hurt, and Pichek and Akimi rotate. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how that happens, but I think Akimi at the right – um, uh, I would have uh, in the midfield. I'd have Julian Brandt Fitzel. Um, really, um, I think that would just be in defense. Uh, I think attacking going forward would be a four-one-four-one. Brandt would kind of uh, go up alongside with Royce and kind of play as the two number ten role with him. Uh, and then uh, Sancho, Royce, and Guerrero. Um, making up the next line. Sancho on the right, Guerrero on the left. Hopefully he stays. I think he's probably been one of our best uh, players. He had one of the best, better seasons last season, uh, Rafael Guerrero. He, I believe he was the highest scorer in the Champions League. I, I'm not, don't quote me on that, but I believe he was. Uh, really, really quality player. Is able to slot in really nicely and it just provides that extra confidence that if somebody goes down, you can slot him in and not have to worry about it. Um, and then I'd have Paco up top, uh, and that would be my ideal 11. Um, I'm really excited for this new season uh, to get underway, and I'm really excited for um, the boys to see how well we do. Uh, I know that the DFB uh, Pokal tournament already started, and they beat uh, Udinese, uh, Cuba's old team, or Cuba's team now. So 2-0. Uh, uh, I guess I'll add my thoughts on that. I didn't get to watch it, unfortunately. and I uh, watched it uh, taped. I didn't watch it live. Um, it looked good. Marius, um, Mar- uh, excuse me, Marco uh, Marco Royce looked really good. I thought um, really solid from the teams. It seemed like we were just peppering them all game, and then just couldn't get the opportunity to score until the second half. Which you know those games are going to happen. So luckily to come out with a two no victory. Pacwaka Sarah's free kick was insane. Um, I think you really gotta <laughs> you gotta be nervous whenever there's a tackle and you're on that you're opposing him uh, a foul at the top of the box because he's a uh, He's made quite a few. I mean, well, I mean, let's think. He made the one against Augsburg, um, the one against Wolfsburg, uh, that one, and then what? Uh, one more maybe in there. Did he have one against Werder Bremen, I think? The second uh, goal that they ended up tied. Pulisic opened it up, and then he scored the second one. Or was that Delaney? I don't know. I know he had, like, he's, he's gotten up to, like, four – uh, free kick goals within a year so really really good um, to have a free kick specialist um, alongside with Rafael Guerrero 
uh, and Marco Royce. I don't know if Jaden Sancho is comfortable in taking free kicks yet. Um, or at least not to go on goal, just to put it into the box. I think he'd be good at, but um, yeah, I think that's having a good uh, free kick specialist group kind of going for us, uh, which is, you know, those kind of things that when um, they can make the difference in a, uh, in a game. So. so, yeah, that's really all I got uh, for this podcast. Uh, super excited for the season. They play against Augsburg on Sunday. What is it the 18th uh first game of the bundesliga definitely gonna be watching that um and yeah we'll, we'll see where we go from there uh hey yeah be for and i'll catch you guys next time